to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast. Today, we are talking about Be a Triangle, Lily Singh's latest book. That's Be a Triangle, friends. Be a Triangle. What did you think, Joa? It was short. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? It was short. Don't they say brevity is the soul of wit yes, yes. <laughs> so it was extremely funny <laughs> yes yeah yes. it was very short like i mean i don't even think it would qualify as a novella short right no. I, yeah. I don't have a word count but it's like short story kind of short friends. yeah it's like just... a pamphlet short yeah <laughs> yeah pamphlet man yeah. it's an 11.99 pamphlet <laughs> Man, get it, Lily Singh. Yeah, I was get just it, asking Robin. I was like, man, it's because she comes with fans because it's like 20 pages yeah. for $11.99. I'm like, okay. I'm, well, I'm not mad. I paid it. I but <laughs> I'm a fan, so you know, I'm I'm in I'm in the cult. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's no, in the cult. I, I love her. She's in the Lily Singh cult. So I really am. In their like swimwear, Robin. Nothing wrong. In their like swimwear, one hundred (laughs) percent. But it's interesting because I read the ebook, and so I think in this case, the ebook is probably not the way to go because this book is short, and there Mm -hmm. are a lot of illustrations. And you know, in an ebook, you get like the grayscale variety of the illustration, and sometimes it's really small, and it's not doesn't have as much impact because it's so small. Now, Joa maybe made a better choice because she listened to the audiobook. Now, tell us about that, Joa. I'm very curious. Yeah, so it was narrated by Lily Singh herself, and um, it was a great introduction. So funny thing is, here's a story for you. So, you know, I don't usually cook. I don't cook, right? But I felt bad because my husband has been cooking back to back, and he had other things to do. So I was like, you know what? I won't order out this time. I'm going to cook. And, um, but the catch is that I went to Target and I got those um, kits, meal kits, <laughs> that everything is put together. All the ingredients are measured for you. And there's a recipe that comes with it. So it's like, it takes. <laughs> Hold the phone. What? Are, what? I haven't lived in America in 10 years. What is this uh, meal kit you talk meal about? Kits. Yeah. So Target has meal kits. And um, and when we went over there to go grocery shopping, because, you know, I was like, I promised my husband, I was like, this weekend, I'm going to cook. I got it. I got, I got the food this weekend. And, and one of those days, you know, we went to Target and I got a meal kit and it was, um, it was Indian food. Uh, that I cooked and um, God, I should have written down what it was, uh, but it was, it was very good. Curry um, had chicken, it had the jasmine rice and everything. And it was good. And everything is measured for you. So it's a meal kit. Everything is measured for you. And when you open the box, Robin, the box is a recipe. So you open it all up and then it's like, 
it's written inside the box, this recipe, you know, all the ingredients, what you get, how it should look when it comes out, a picture of the, of the meal and, and then the steps. Okay. Once again, this is turning into a food porn podcast. I don't know why, but it was delicious. According to my husband, it was delicious. According to me, it was delicious as well, but my opinion may be biased because I cooked it. So I'm trying to say that Lily Sang's book was so short that, um, it took, the time of when I started, because, you know, cooking is not a joyful thing for me. So I wanted to bring joy into the kitchen as I was doing this thing. And I brought Lily Singh into my kitchen so that way she can give me some of that joy. Um, and then once I was finished with the uh, cooking duties that I had, well, so was her book. It was finished as well. That's, <gasps> <laughs> that's how short it was. <laughs> But oh but goodness, I I made a little a little book log. Hold on, let me find oh, I it. Love I know Joa's book log. Love this. Uh, yeah. Hold on, <laughs> this right here is so. Yeah, there you go. Be a triangle. Ah, uh, okay. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Ready. Ah, uh, okay. I have the free version, so. Like it's giving me. Okay. Let's see. Can you hear it? No. No, I can't hear anything. Oh, hold on. I may need to redo this app. Don't tell me. Ugh. 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 Can no. you hear it? You can hear it or no? No, I cannot hear it. I, I'm uh, having no audio. Okay, well, it's okay. I'll describe it. Ugh, so anticlimactic here. No, Siri, I don't want you to help me with anything. So her introduction for me, and this is what I say on the on the book log that I recorded, is is so vulnerable. And it's like, and I don't know if you get the same, the same impression, but it, it kind of, it opened up my heart to her right away when I listened to it, because she's very open to the listener about, you know, her mental state at that point. And, and I make a note that this is, is it the second or the third book that we have read of an author that wrote the book during the Panini and, and how it turns out just to have a little darker, um, theme or vibe or feel to the book. And in her introduction, she shares with the listeners, you know, how she she felt, you know, while she was writing the book and how she procrastinated and, and getting it done and all this stuff. And it's just because her mental, her mental state was not all there with everything going on. And she was finding more things out that she didn't necessarily knew about herself during that time, you know, because that time, gave us a lot of time to think, you know, and ponder on certain things that before, because we was always go, go, go. And that in a panini, you know, we didn't necessarily take the time to ponder on our internal status, right. Of our souls. But she did during that time. And she found out some things that made her a little, uh, I would say sad, um, about the, the state of her life and her being. And, um, she shared that with the listeners and I couldn't, I have not heard a better introduction to uh, 
is this a memoir or to a nonfiction book slash memoir? I have not heard anything better than this. So I give her kudos for that introduction. I love that. I think it's self-help. I'm pretty sure. I think. My favorite kind of books. I love self-help books. <laughs> there are some really great quotes in here. Like, oh, she says, from the moment we are born, we're taught certain rules. Society serves us norms, pressures, and expectations on a platter. As we grow up, most of us continue eating from that platter, never questioning what's being served to us. It's easier to follow the rules than to question them. Okay, that's not going to be like a newsflash for anybody, but I just thought it was a very nice way to express it and kind of eloquent. Like, what if the platter doesn't suit you? I think this is a great book. I don't know, Joe, I'll see what you think, but I think this is a great book to give to tweens or very mm -hmm. young, like mm -hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. I think it would be perfectly appropriate. I can't think of, no, I don't think there's anything inappropriate at all, but I think what a gift it would be to give maybe a nine-year-old who's a good reader and who likes reading to give them this or yeah. listen, oh, they can in listen the to car. it yeah, <gasps> in the car. Yeah. On the okay. road trip. That That's usually how that. I get my teenager to listen to my audiobooks when they're, Oh, that is. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. My children when they're stuck in the car with me. <laughs> my children still have like, they, my children get twitchy whenever they hear like Louise Hay, bless her because she's passed now. But I used to make them listen to audiobooks from Louise Hay when we went on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are traumatized, my children oh, for sure. But. <laughs> But I just love that. And then she continues uh, later. <clears throat> it's up to you to decide if you'll put aside your individual desires and keep eating from the platter or break free from social expectations and design the life you truly want to live. We must understand that the platter we are served does not always serve us. For this reason, it's in our best interest to unsubscribe from the ideas that do not work for us. Okay, so she mixed a metaphor there hardcore. I get it. But <laughs> I, li I like the platter. And I, I don't know. I, I have this sense that the experience that my daughters are having as young women in the world now is different than the experience that I had. I, oh, I yeah. hope to God that's true, by the way. Yeah. But when I was the age, like when I was like, 20, 25, 30, there was a lot of pressure to be married and it was overt and it came from people close and far, strangers and family members. There was a lot of pressure to be married. There was still, this is very old fashioned, but there was still a lot of pressure to have a big ornate wedding that was like a spectacle, you know, and you invite yeah people that your grandparents meant once on vacation in Tuscany. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like people that they once met at the gas station. I mean, my, yeah. When I got married, my grandparents were really stretching. Let me tell you. <laughs> They're like in seven, in 27, I knew him. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was a long time ago. But, um, and my grand, my uh, a different grandfather told me, you know, hey, you're getting long in the tooth. Can you imagine today saying oh, to God. someone right to their face, yeah. you're getting long in the tooth, you better yeah. get married? 
I think I was 22 then, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> not kidding. So I hope that things have changed, but, and maybe they haven't, maybe they haven't. And sometimes it is more familial too. Like some families still have a lot of pressure for that. And some families really don't. So yeah. it's kind or of culture local. as well. Yeah. Familiar or, or the metaculture. Culture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I do, I hope that things have changed. Also, when I was that age, there was a lot of pressure about being able to cook, Choa. I'm triggered just talking about it. There was, it was like a defining thing of womanhood that you were, or like being a successful adult, female adult, only female. Okay. So I guess womanhood. I could have just said womanhood. <laughs> I, I know words, Joa. I know words. Um, but like you had to cook and you had to like have good presentation and set the table and have flowers and all that had value, at least where I was growing up. This may be local to where I was growing up or maybe it was particular to my family. I'm not sure. But it, I think it was particular to my community, maybe. But there was a lot of pressure about that. And it wasn't enough that your family was just fed. Like, people wanted you to have three-course meals every night. And your house oh, had God. to be very clean. Uh -uh. And why? I, I, I kind of don't necessarily understand why, you know? Nah, like, nah. The roles they made up for the genders. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. I guess. So binding, you know, it's like yes. so binding, so non-relatable. It, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So constricting. Yeah. And I think so, that's what Lily yeah. Singh is, is trying to say here, you know, in yes. her book, it's like, Hey, you don't have to, I know there's a platter, a metaphorical platter in front of you, but I mean, you can rearrange it. You can go to another platter. You can make your own, you know, you don't necessarily have to have that, you know? Uh, there's other menus out there for you. And I really appreciate that. And I think I think that's still very relatable to today's youth when, when it comes to that, because I, I think there's still some sort of pressures, maybe not necessarily the pressures that we felt, um, perhaps, maybe, I don't know. But I, I'm pretty sure it has it has varied a little bit now in today's day and age, you know, about the different the different pressures that kids have. Now, when it comes to expectations from their parental figures or family members, there's always going to be expectations. And we're just trying to learn as parents not to put so much pressure on, on another human being just because, you know, we are responsible for them. It's interesting because I'm trying to think about what pressures I may have put on my own children, because sometimes we do it unconsciously. Like it's not always like, well, it's Monday and today I'm going to yeah, pressure yeah. young, young Elizabeth yeah. to work on the farm or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I wonder if there's anything. I know that because I have a lot of education, they feel that they have to get a lot of education. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. I, yeah. And that's a hard one. Like, yeah, that's a hard one. It's some kind of even silent pressure or implicit pressure that they just feel like it's expected. And we talk about it and I, I don't, I, I kind of told them I don't think they should get PhDs. Ha <laughs> ha, how about that? Uh, for some particular reasons, but they still, I don't know if it's like competition or if they just feel like that's a stand, I don't know. But I know they feel some pressure about that. We've talked about that quite a bit. I, the marriage thing, 
see, sometimes as a parent, <laughs> you have really good intentions, but you shoot yourself in the foot because when you tell your kids to do one thing, they do the opposite, right? And I have never been good at reverse psychology. I just like kind of just say things the way that I mean them. So I told my children, nah, get married, don't get married. Maybe just consider living with a partner, you know, maybe you don't really need to get married and I don't know. But I worry that because I did that and because I'm their mom, that that was some kind of pressure, you know, that they're going to take that and like do the opposite and that that's a kind of a pressure. Parenting is hard, friends. Parenting is hard. <laughs> it's not easy. That's for sure. But you know, this it's not malicious. And and I think that the word pressure gets a bad rep sometimes. Uh, pressure sometimes is not like explicitly given or it's not malicious because I think a lot of the times most parents, I want to believe most parents want the best for their children. So when they, they apply certain pressures, whether they know about it or not, it's because I think I know for me, right, when it comes, when it boils down to it is I don't want him to make the same mistakes as me. I don't want, I want him to have evolved from that and to um, jump leaps and bounds ahead of me in, in life, right? So that way he can make new mistakes and, and he can grow from those. And because the mistakes that I made, I'm proof of them. And I'm here to tell him, hey, this is what I did. It didn't work out so well you know, maybe do something else, right? So your mistakes can be different from me. But at the end of the day, he may just make the same mistakes I made and that's okay. So who knows? It's interesting because like my children's upbringing or like not like upbringing, but the circumstances in which they grew up was completely and utterly different from the circumstances in which I grew up. And I wonder... You know, that's kind of interesting to see, right? Because there's not much in common, <laughs> really, which is fascinating. Do you think, I bet that's the same with you and your son. I bet he grew up very differently than you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't have to immigrate to a, a completely different country, <laughs> learn a new language or anything like that. Yeah. We, we talk about it very overtly over, over dinner, you know, because... He gets asked, you know, whether things about immigration and things like that. And uh, he always has to be upfront about it. I haven't experienced that myself, but my mom does come from that experience. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I always feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like that's kind of a wonderful thing when we can watch our kids live a different life and have a different experience than we did. It's oh, interesting, yeah. if nothing else. It's interesting. It's a good show. Oh, yeah. It's a great show to watch. That That's what makes me happy to to see them be in, in the forefront, you know, in, in front of me when it comes to to uh, this thing that we call life. Because I feel like um, I'm at a point in my life where I can only get so far, but I'm going to push them in front of me, you know, uh, as uh, I would say, that's what parents do to their children. So that way he can start ahead of me, his life. That that has been my goal as a parent. I just want him in front of me, you know, and, yeah. um, and I'm okay where I'm at right now. And, you know, we'll go like that. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. 
I got my thing to work. Do you want to hear what I said about the introduction? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I just had to restart it. You know, this this phone thing sometimes. Okay. On listening to Be a Triangle by Lily Singh. So amazing introduction. Amazing introduction. I I found it endearing because it was so I'm cooking in the background, by the way. Finally, I'm cooking. Okay, but I digress. All right, so I found it to be, like, super vulnerable. Like, she she metaphorically took her clothes off in front of the camera and then just stood there with all her flaws. And I hope that doesn't sound overly sexual, but it just, that's, that's what it felt like, this introduction where she opens up and then it just it made me think how a lot of people this is a second book now or or is it the third one maybe it's the third one uh, that i read that was created during the pandemic and i've noticed how this author here just like in a previous book that i read also said how this was a, a tough time for them and how this this time, the situations, the circumstances of the Panini has made them realize that, you know, they're in a worse shape than they thought it was. And um, while I don't I don't wish a pandemic on anyone and um, I don't want to say that this was a great time, you know, um, nor am I happy that it happened. But I, I do want to say just based off of this third author saying this that perhaps this tough instance that happened um to all of us has made us dig deeper and and have certain realizations about where we were mentally and and hopefully is is pushing us to make some some steps towards recovery some steps towards self-love and self-help and and then just helping ourselves to something better where we can be a little bit more resilient, I want to say, with some help. I just, I, I think this time helped us to see ourselves for who we truly are and um, our, our strength and our weaknesses, like truly, you know, it's like a mirror almost this time. But um but yeah, I mean, it was a great introduction. I love a book, a nonfiction book that starts out like that because it makes me feel good that I'm listening to it and it makes me want to listen to it and it makes me want to go find out more about the author. Okay, that's it for book log one. <gasps> okay, I love book log. I love book log. It needs its own like theme music. Do 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 book log. I love book log. I want more uh, book log. Yeah. What you said is fascinating. The idea of the pandemic as a mirror. I hadn't yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, right? It's very interesting because a lot of people, I know two, mostly I know two groups of people. So one group of people who re- reacted to the pandemic by, like, they now live in another city or country. <laughs> They were like, no. (laughs) And then another group of people, in which I am firmly entrenched, who are like, I never want to leave my house again. And I'm happy at home. 
And surprisingly, my husband, the biggest introvert on earth. On our first date, so many people said hello to my husband and knew him by name. And he stopped and talked to them. That I was like, oh, this is just annoying. I'm leaving. I was, I didn't leave, but uh, obviously we're married. But <laughs> I, I was So he's just, an extrovert. Yeah. Oh, hardcore, hardcore. We were at a, we were at a pier. Pier. Yes, pier. And a boat. This is true. This is going to sound so silly. <laughs> a boat drove by and people waved and called out, hey, and called oh out his name. And, and they were like everywhere. They were like roaches. They were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. They're lovely people and everything. But, you know, it was a first date and, you know, you're on like your best behavior is awkward. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> but I like this this whole mirror thing is interesting. And I think it did cause people to look inward, to reflect, of course, because because life quieted down for a while and we were yeah. inside our houses and it, it helped us kind of figure out what we like and what we don't like. I think that is the blessing of the pandemic, the upside um, yeah. that we had a chance to kind of take stock and see what's good, what's bad, what we want to change. It's interesting to me, you know, the housing market, not just in America, but also in parts of Europe has become crazy because a lot of people moved either during the pandemic or mm -hmm. right now are moving house. That is very curious. And I know a bunch of people who have moved, um, have moved either to a very different part of the country they live in or to a border country or really around the world. <laughs> Those mm -hmm. seem to be mm -hmm. the choices. We're moving to a different state or we're moving around the world really, really far as we could be get. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder, I hope all those people are going to be very happy. I wonder like, is this impulsive? Is this was the kind of, if this was the kind of thing they were thinking about for a long time and just didn't pull the trigger, it'll be interesting to see how all this shakes out because of course, I mean, of course, right. There's going to be ripples mm -hmm. for years to come. Yes. And yes. From this. Yes. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And kind of a settling in and things like that, but it'll be interesting to see. It keeps us on our toes. Hey, I love it your book. Sure it does. Thank you. Thank you. I was very thoughtful. When it came to this book. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you really had a deeper experience. And I do, again, feel like the ebook, eh, 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 don't do it. Get the audiobook. That, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. she's an actress. Oh, I can't even imagine. She has a beautiful voice, Lily. Yes, she does. It's very it's animated, too. You know, mm. so I know she's an actor, but it's, I'm pretty sure she could be a voice actor as well. Has she done cartoons? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I want yes. I want to watch those cartoons because her voice is very animated and she she brings a lot of emotions into the voice. So it, she brings the story to life on an audio setting. And that is like the gift that narration gives to me each time when it's a good narration, I should say. And this was a Love good that. narration. Yeah. Well, this book may be short, but there are some wonderful pearls mm -hmm. of wisdom. Oh, yeah. She says, I, I love this, and I wish people would really, <laughs> I wish people would embrace this. She says, instead of wasting that creative brain energy on maddening thoughts, we should use our imagination to design a life that fulfills us. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Instead of being a keyboard warrior, you know, 
Take mm-hmm. that creative energy and make your life what you want it to be. Live your best life. Make yourself yes. happy. Make it yes. work for you. I love that so, yes. so much. Turn that into love, self-love, which replicates into love for others too, because believe it or not, I think a lot of people, uh, or maybe not a lot of people, I don't know, right? I don't know the statistic, but I think some people may feel like self-love is a little selfish, but I think self-love is like that gift that gives out. Keeps on giving. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you love yourself, it translates to how you you treat others, it translates to your relationships, and it translates to who you connect with, you know, and then you build those bonds. And then you just, when you're filled with love, you share it with other people, you know, it's just, it's intuitive to do it. So yes. yeah, I, I think that's, that's key here, right? To use that anger and, and use it instead to love yourself. When your cup is full, you have plenty to share. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. I love that. And then she says, that is why we must always return to what we know to be true, our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with the universe. Everything else is a distraction. (gasps) That, Uh, she's uh, so succinct. She's so, like, articulate. Oh, she's she's so She's very wise. Mm, Yes. Yes. She definitely used that time to to be reflective and to internalize a lot of things and, and, and make it work for her. So that is kudos on her for that. Mm-hmm. Absolute kudos. It's very well written. I like the fact that, you know, there's no fluff here. There's no padding. I think in some ways I really respect the fact that they released this as such a short book because it is unusually short as we mentioned before, but it almost makes it stronger. She just stays with the narrative. There is no padding. There is no fluff. And it's kind of great. It really works. It's a very strong message. Mm-hmm. It's very complete. Yeah. And yeah. you get the audiobook. But if you listen, if you listen to her introduction, right, uh, you're gonna see that she explains in there that this is what she had to give at that moment. And she she made that decision. This is me. This is what I can give the world during this time. And and this is it, you know, and that's, that's essentially how I took that introduction because she was going through some, you know, a rough spot. And at the end of the day, she had this commitment, but this is what, what her best self looked like at that time. And that's what she put forth in the world and that's okay. And I wish most of us will, <laughs> me included, I'm talking about me, right? We'll take so much pressure off of our shoulders and then just give to the world, you know, what you can at that time, your, your yeah. best, you know, at that time. And when you look at it that way, I think a lot of pressure will just melt off and, um, and you're able to put your best foot forward, whatever that looks like, whatever that is at that time. I know that Lily Singh had a really hard time around her late night talk show But I have to say, I appreciate, first of all, her transparency and the way that she talked about that. And second of all, I learned so much. So Lily Singh uh, was the replacement for a late, late night talk show after the talk show with Jimmy Fallon in America. And she replaced Carson Daly, I believe, was the host before her. And it was called A Little Late with Lily Singh. And people 
said that it wasn't good and that she wasn't doing a good job and blah, 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 all these things. Very, very disparaging, right? You could, there are whole internet videos, there are whole YouTube videos, which wow. is rather shocking about, oh, how cringe is Lily Singh? What happened to Lily Singh? Her, her late night show is terrible and all this stuff. When the facts, the absolute facts were that when Lily Singh was the host in that time slot, it got nearly double the best ratings any host had ever gotten in that time slot. So she didn't do a little better than other hosts in that time slot. She doubled it. She crushed it. And here were all these people disparaging her and talking down, and it was all garbage. It wasn't real. I learned so much in that moment. And I really appreciated, you know, she conducted herself with a lot of grace. Like she could have really come out and had a tantrum and said, you know, wah, wah, wah. But no, she, she conducted herself very well. She kept going. It was hard for her. Of course it would be hard for her, but she kept going and made good decisions for herself and decided it wasn't really what she wanted to do anyway. Like she wanted to do acting. So, and she's done tons of acting since then. And, uh, and, and let the ratings speak for themselves, which is fascinating. And it's a very important lesson. We live in a time when the internet can be very noisy, but a lot of it is just that noise. It's not reality. Yes. It's the distractions that she talks about in mm. her book, you know, yes. and how they're not really necessary. And, um, this reminds me to remember when we talked about uh, the self-help books that I like and, you know, the, mm -hmm. the four agreements, you know, and yes, I yeah. love the four agreements. one of the things in there is that, that the author says that what people say about you, don't take anything personally. That's right. one of the don't agreements. Don't take anything personally. Right. Yeah. Because, is the author. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what, what, what people say, what comes out of somebody's mouth, somebody's body, somebody's soul it has nothing to do with the person they're targeting, but it has right. everything to do with uh, the them. location from where it's coming from, which exactly. is them, not the location of where it's going. And exactly. that that blew my mind. And I, I yeah. think Lily Singh, and that's why I say she's, she's very wise, um, because I think she probably understood that bit. And that's why she just stood her ground in a very elegant way and professional way, and then just continue to do her job and shift it, not because of what they said, but because shifted because it's what was right for her at that time. And she acknowledged that and went on with her life. And I think when we realized that, and, and I have to remind myself a lot when it comes to this, because I still feel triggered, you know, when people say certain things about me, you know, and it's just a constant reminder, right? Because we're not perfect. And um, I think if we remind ourselves and we act on this reminder, then the, this world will be a little easier sometimes. And maybe the noise will die down a little bit, you know, mm. maybe, just maybe. I don't know. And, you know, the idea that being impeccable with your word, I love yes. that. Being impeccable yes. with your word, I yes. think, changed my life. I think mm -hmm. that really helped me a lot to create appropriate expectations and to say what I mean and mean what I say and to yes. kind of honor, honor my verbal commitments. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Love that. That's honor a very, yourself. very good book. Yes. Yes. Thing, man. 
I can't tell you. I just really appreciate her. I think she's really a breath of fresh air. I like everything about her. Now she's hosting, you know, she's hosting Canada's Got Talent. She's a judge. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I... I wasn't a fan uh, like you, but after reading this book, now I am. And like I said on the book log, I'm going to find out more about her, you know, what I do usually when people interest me and going to go follow her on social media, you know, and all of that and going to go see, you know, other works that she's done. And because I really, I just, I respect that. I respect her introduction totally wholeheartedly. And because of that, I'm going to be supportive of her. And yeah, so I mean, she got me. So now she has a, an additional fan to her fan club. Ah, love that. <laughs> love that. I love that she's always talked about mental health. I love that really even yes. from the start. She's talked about mental health at the start of her career. That's a conversation we need to have. You know, my leg hurts. That we talk about that. Like yeah, you could mention yeah. that at the table. Oh, yeah. my back hurts. You know, I think that if we could all talk in the same way about mental health, I think that'd be a wonderful thing for all of us. And it's so refreshing. So I don't think people realize like how much pressure comes off the shoulders when you have somebody else that you can talk to them about your state of being, right? And, And your mind and how you're feeling at that time, you know? Um, I come, I have my husband and I, and I love him dearly for this because I can tell him, look, I'm anxious. I'm feeling, you know, great anxiety or, you know, I, I reacted poorly, you know, and then, you know, this happened or that happened and it made me feel that way. And it, it's, it's great to be able to do that with somebody that you trust. And I wish we could trust more people when it comes to that, you know, to yes. the state of our minds and our hearts. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that too. I like also that she mentioned therapy. I mm-hmm. think therapy is an interesting topic because still I think some stigma lingers. But friends, of all the things that should have stigma, therapy is the least. Should not be it. <laughs> should not be it. Oh, friends, I spent almost my entire adult life in therapy, friends, and it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm so you grateful. Know- I'm a big advocate that I think mental health should be part of the healthcare system, should come with, you mm-hmm. know, the the healthcare system and the healthcare system shouldn't cost an arm and a leg for people. But that's yes. a topic for another show. But um, you know, when it comes to mental health, I don't I don't know why I just never saw it that way, like as something that is bad. When somebody tells me they have a therapist that they talk to, I look at them as like, wow, you made it. You made it in life because you can prioritize your mental health now, you know, with either the money or the job that you have, have a really good, you know, healthcare um, system involved in it. That's how I look at it. If somebody tells me that they have, that they get therapy or they see a therapist on the regular, I'm like, Ah, what are you doing? Because I want to be there myself. But you know, a lot of therapists have a sliding scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not always expensive. There are a lot of therapists in many different states who have a sliding scale and it's income based. But I was I was lucky. I had a what is it called? People call it now like a quarter life crisis, which is kind of funny to me because it's so long ago, but I had it early and I had it when I was still a college student. So I I was like 19 
And I went to the psychologist at the university where it was free because I was a student, you know, it was like part of the yes. student services. Yeah. And oh my God. And that's where I got started. And I have to say, <laughs> it's kind of funny too, because he was like, wow. <laughs> He was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had like pages of notes and like, he's like, well, we have a few a few things to talk about next time. And I was like, what? I'm done. I'm done. He's like, we have a few things to talk about next time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because it's wonderful to have an objective, if nothing else. Yes. Therapy is an objective outsider who doesn't have skin in the game, yes. who has total positive regard for you, thinks, you know, you're great, right? You're right. They're on your team. And they can say, but what if you did this? Or what if you thought about it yes. this way? Yes. Or, but what if something bad doesn't happen? Oh, my issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if it's not the end? No, no, no. But um, Yeah. And so I was like a full-timer. I was in therapy for years and years, decades and decades. That's not even a joke. And I, I kind of, well, you don't really ever finish, but you know, like I kind of got to a point where I, I had learned a lot, right? So I had yeah, learned a lot. Yeah. So I had more skills. So I didn't yeah. really need like Yeah, you probably gained skills that you can intensity. do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I had learned so much about myself too. And so I kind of graduated, but then during the pandemic, I was so like, Oh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little a little envious of people who are in therapy right now because wouldn't it be great to you know to kind of just bounce things off people? Mm -hmm. But alas, here we are, kind of on the other side of all that. But yeah, I know that during the pandemic, um, I know that people opened therapists opened up extra appointments and were booked like morning yes, and night too, which is kind yes. of a beautiful thing that they did yeah. that. So and Anywho. Headspace was free at the time. So I remember I got it. That's when I got that meditation app where you can take deep breaths and all of that during the the Panini because they were free. Yeah. Oh that's to take lovely. care of people's mental health. Yeah. So oh, I that's wonderful. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> but look, talking about the university and, and stuff like that. So um, when I did the parenting, the parent orientation at my son's school, I learned about that, that they have um, free counselors. It all comes with the with the tuition for kids. And um, and the orientation was online. It was through Zoom. And you have each representative talk about it. And I think they have like two counselors. And I turned and looked at my son. I was like, I know I traumatized you enough. I was like, you better go see these counselors and go talk to them. I was like, it's free. Go on and talk to them. <laughs> so talking about pressures that. we put on kids, that's another pressure I put on him. <laughs> Go see a counselor. I was like, don't do what I did and hold it all in. It's going to bother you, your adult life. I was like, go. I know I gave you trauma. Go. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that. Is there any way to more normalize therapy than like, encourage? That's yeah. beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. That's oh, the I assignment I gave that. him. He better make appointments with his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you know what else? That's a refreshing message from a parent to a child. The message that, you know, I, I wasn't perfect because none of us are. And oh, there yeah. is no perfect yeah. parenting. That doesn't exist. And I'm giving that to you. I'm saying that to you so that that doesn't have to be like a thing between us. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I messed brilliant. up. Uh, no, 99.9%. No, <laughs> 
older I get, the less I I was just talking to somebody else. We both know about this too. Um, I, I don't buy that. You did the best you could at the time. And I think we all need to honor that yeah. in ourselves as well as in other people. So none of us are perfect and none of us do everything right every minute. You did the best you could at the time. Parenting is very hard, yeah. very demanding. And sometimes you know, you're operating from a difficult place, you know, like your child is sick, but you're sick and you Mm -hmm. haven't slept in several nights and you're still expected to show up at work and to be a great parent. And that is a very stressful, difficult position to be in and to be expected to be a brilliant parent in that situation is really absurd. So I like that. You know, it all comes around, Joa, don't worry. One day, if he ever has children, (laughs) you're going to get a lot smarter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes you are yes it'll be a new evolved me i mm. tell you you're <laughs> gonna be real shiny then <laughs> that is so true <laughs> it, it, talking about evolvement let me can i play the last book log that i have on this book you have another one i have one last one okay one second please okay Book log. No, no, no. Two operetta. Wait, give, give me another one. <laughs> book log, book log, book log, book log, book log. Nah, it's too much like a train. We need a better one, John. I know. What do we need? Book log, book log, book log. Nah, sounds like I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it, friends. We'll work on it and get we'll back to you. We'll work on it. Yeah. But book log number two. It. I love book log. Let's hear it. Evolving. Evolving. I think that's the key word here in be a triangle. See, you heard her? Nothing is ever one thing. And we change and we evolve. And we're not only one thing. We're a mixture of many things. And sometimes different things at different times. Makes complete sense, doesn't it? Did you hear Lily sing in the background? I did. Yes. Her voice sounds so good. Yes, I know. I felt like this is another thing that I felt. So see, I got that. That was like, you know, if you can't ever get one word out of a self-development book, for me, it was evolving, right? Evolving. That 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 was the key word that I got from here. But when I was listening to it, it just felt like she was coaching me through some things. Like I was listening to a podcast, you know, like she was right there in the kitchen, you know, while I was doing something that I totally hate, which is cooking, you know, (laughs) and it just, it, once again, it just, it made me feel so much better. And, um, I can't say enough good things about the audiobook and, and listening to Lily sing, you know, just like open herself up in this manner when it comes to be a triangle, the book. It's, it's amazing. And I totally recommend it to other people. I'm going to include that note in my Goodreads review to recommend the audiobook because it's mm-hmm. read by Lily Singh and to uh, say, maybe watch out for the ebook yeah. because it just doesn't convey in the same way. Mm-hmm. And the drawings mm-hmm. are not, yeah. you know, yeah. as accessible. It has Good. more personality. I think the audiobook too, you yes. know, just saying. I- Mm, I can imagine. Okay, so we need to talk about something terribly important before we yes. finish, Joa. Yes, yes. Joa, you kind of, you teased me a little, but now I need a full meal, so to speak. Joa, yeah. these meal boxes? So, 
I, I don't really understand. Take me through it. I, I haven't seen anything like this. Okay. So I don't understand. Now, do you buy like, how does it work? Do you buy one meal box like per person or oh, do you buy? We got to talk about the servings. Okay. So Everything. the servings. Yeah. Okay, so it's a meal box, and it's literally a box. It has little holes in it, and it has every single ingredient from butter, the rice. Butter? E yes, even the onion. Mine had an onion because the, the recipe called for onion. It had everything to where you don't have to dip in your refrigerator. Everything is in the box for the recipe, and I cannot say how helpful that is because getting you know i always miss something when i'm printing mm, out a recipe yeah. and then i go to the grocery store let's be honest that's that's my hang up i always miss something um but this one is just like it's it's just it's made just for people like me that may miss something or we're cooking it's not my forte so even the recipe is easy to understand and i don't have to go google certain cooking specific words <gasps> You know, because I don't know, you know, cooking has its own language and that's oh, not yeah. my forte. So I don't speak yeah. that lingo. And um, so, yeah, so I appreciate it. Everything is there. However, the one thing that I will say when it comes to this is that it says that that is for two or three people. Ma'am, it is not. It is not for two or three people. I have three people in my household and I use two boxes. So... Maybe oh. we make portions. I don't know, but we like to be happy and <laughs> <laughs> we like to be happy. We like to eat and we like to be happy. Okay. Yeah. So maybe our food is our happy place. Is it know? like, is it in the refrigerator? Like, I really mm -hmm. don't know. You mm -hmm. can't. Yes. Imagine. Yes. In the okay. grocery store, it's in the refrigerator because mind you, mine had chicken. It had um, oh, yeah. chicken, two chicken yeah. breasts in there, you know, that I have to cut into squares and and all of that because it was the the you know chicken with curry and um and then they had the jasmine rice so it had the pouch of jasmine rice robin i am a riceaholic how how the, the rice didn't last you know i told my son i was like look today you're not gonna eat that much rice because mama needs her rice <laughs> and um so they ate small portions of the rice. You know, I gave them a lot of chicken, but I need my rice. So no, it didn't have enough rice for me. <laughs> but that's, do you, do that's you have it. a rice maker? I do. I do have a rice yes. maker. Yes. That's kind of like a yes. necessity. Yes. Yes. Same. Yes, yes. I'm yes. a riceaholic. I love me some rice, man. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what other flavor? I'm sorry, but this food box thing, what is it called? <laughs> what is its name? Oh, I, don't I need to put it on the show notes. It has its Ooh. own specific name because Target has its own brand. And then they also have other brands in there as well. I think they have something that has the word green in it. Uh, green box or something like that. So they have other brands, but Target has its own brand of meal boxes wow. as well. Yeah, they're so, kind of like a thing now. What kind meal of boxes. meals? What other meals? I'm so just curious. I'm sorry, but oh, what other tacos, kind of things can you do? Tacos. They have various ones. You know what? I should take a picture. Um, oh, you I've, got it, I've, please. Yeah, I've gotten the taco one. The first that was my first time with the the chicken curry and, and jasmine rice. Um, I haven't tried that one, but it came out really good. I loved it. And um, they have other ones. They they um they're like just simple recipes. I keep forgetting what they are, but I like it because they're like col culturally diverse recipes too. And and I like that because I like to 
to have different things in my house, yeah. not just, you know, Mexican or Dominican old. food yeah. every single time, you know? Um, so yeah, but I'll take a picture wow. and then I'll put it on, on our Instagram. So, wow. Yeah. So that way you guys could see how I'm living large, even though I hate cooking. Friends, I am super <laughs> curious. If you live in Britain, you live in Australia, you live in Brazil, you live in Spain, France, you Germany, you tell me, please, if they have such a thing where you live, because I'm so curious. I have not. Now, let me issue a caveat. I have not <laughs> seen this in Ireland, but <laughs> I have not been out to a grocery store in person in two years. I ah, there groceries it is. come <laughs> in the little truck. The little guy is very nice. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. They don't offer it to order online at Tesco in Ireland. That's for sure. But do they offer it in the store? I don't mm. know in Ireland. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I didn't see it two years ago anyway. So let me know if if they have it where you are. Send me a DM on our Instagram, which is at Robin and Joe on Instagram. Or send me a voice message because yes. I'm very curious, which is right at the bottom of the podcast. All you do is you just click the link and you can leave a voice message. The world, Joa, is magic. It's evolving, evolving. I'm going to take this word and say it. So, and if you're in the U.S. and you have a favorite one, let me know. I want to know because I want to try it out. Now, I'm not promising that I'm going to cook this weekend because I just cooked last <laughs> weekend. I got to space that thing out a little bit more, okay? But <laughs> she's ordering sushi, friends. <laughs> I sure am. Oh. I just ordered breakfast. Too. So breakfast is ready for us after I finish this. We what are did gonna you have order? Pan pancakes from oh. Corner Corner Bakery is a store here in El Paso that I love their breakfast. I love their pancakes. So that's what I ordered and they delivered. So yeah. Very nice. <laughs> but please let me know if you have a favorite box, you know, that you yes. that you have. If you have pictures, great. Tag us in it. So that way yes. um, next yes. month when yes. I try this out again, then you know, <laughs> I know what to pick. <laughs> I am so curious. Joa, there must be something in the air because I was cooking this past week too. I cooked what? Oh, I, that is really news. Oh, let Robin. me tell you. That is I think we news. share a soul. <laughs> Hey, I cooked fish stew. Ooh. I cooked brown bread, like farm style brown yeah. bread. I cooked, what else did I cook? Oh, for brunch, I made hash brown casserole. My husband <gasps> made uh, oh, like poached delicious. eggs and bacon oh. and all this stuff. I and, love um, poached eggs. Yes. Oh, my husband makes very good poached. My husband also loves poached eggs, so he makes very good poached eggs. Yes. And um, my poached eggs always go either too runny or too <laughs> like into the like hard boiled right region. <laughs> I don't have the touch, but he does. So Ooh, we'll let him cook that. That'll be just so fine. <laughs> yeah. So good with yes. toast. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit of cooking, and this coming week I'm probably going to do some more. Mm, I, I, I've skated for a while, so I have nothing to complain about because my generous husband has been cooking for like months. He's really been very generous. So Aww, I got to come back and bless him. do my part. Bless him for sure. Yes. And I got to do my part. But yeah, but if anybody knows in Ireland of These some magical friends, boxes. <laughs> either these, ma yeah, these magical boxes are curious. Although... Even a more magical box would be someone who, you know, <laughs> cooks three or four meals a week and delivers them to my door. 
I'll pay the good. Yes. I'll pay money. Please meal help me. Meal prep. Yes. They have those a lot here too. There's a lot of meal prep uh, businesses. I, I, I just need a, the meals that come to my door and mm-hmm. leave them yeah. in the little, yeah. the little, you know, thing that keeps them warm. And then, uh, yeah. But anyway, we'll see if anybody knows about that. There used to be these healthy, this healthy meal delivery service in Ireland, but I haven't seen it lately. So, but it was really expensive. It was like, oh, oh. really expensive. Uh, I, was like, oh, dear. I don't like it that healthy stuff is expensive, but that's a subject for another. If anybody has like a, a dad who's a really great cook and who might want to make, you know, mm-hmm. so he's making dinner. Yeah, three nights a week he makes an extra dinner and delivers it to my house. I'm willing, I'll pay a fair price. But yeah, that's sort of a thing I think I have to work out in in in, in life because really I just cooking makes me angry. Anyway, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write. You know, people write all these culinary cozy mysteries, yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, I'm not a cozy mystery writer. I write traditional mystery. I need to write a mystery where somebody they where they cook hate cooking. They- they get angry and they <laughs> never. <laughs> Very dark. I will read that. I will read it. That's kind of a fun idea. I have to be careful. I, I have a lot of ideas. I have to stay focused. But that's a, I'm going to write that down. I like that idea a lot. That yes. would be joyful for me to yes. write. That sounds wrong, but it's true. But anyway, there we are, folks. Folks, this has been a wonderful podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our chat about food, cooking, meals, <gasps> mailboxes. And Lily Sing. Lily Sing. And therapy, which is a wonderful thing yes. to talk about. We should all talk about that without. Don't forget to be a triangle. Be a triangle. Get the audiobook because it's excellent. You will love it. But now it's time for Joe and I to go save the world. One book and audiobook at a time. Bye bye. Bye. Day, Joe. You too. Bye. bye.